Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. A week from today, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses waiting to be transformed into a roomy RV. How does that sound? Always great auctions at RollerAuction.com. If you want updates about upcoming auctions, go to RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. This is the second time they've done transit buses. Would you be able to deck out a bus? Sure. As a really cool RV? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, it'd be pretty good space. You know what I'm wondering? Uh If Roller Auctions combined forces with high country performance 4x4 because they deck out 4x4s and they do the same things with trucks, I wonder if they could do buses. That would be kind of cool. I think they can probably do anything that they put their minds to. I bet they could. Those guys get after it. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, that's what you can get at Roller Auctions next week. With that, how are you? Good. Middle of the week. Yep. Headed towards kickoff on Sunday. It's been kind of a, I don't know how you feel, but I have, I felt like it's been a little bit of a slow ramp up to the Super Bowl. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just not locking into it yet. Yeah. You know, the things on the periphery. But anyway, here we are. I mean, I'll give you a quick primer Mm -hmm. on what I think about this particular matchup. It would have been nice to see the Lions in there because it's a new team. Yeah. The Ravens, there's nothing really, anything about that team that overly excited me anyway outside of Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. You are getting two titans of NFL franchises. You have arguably the two best coaches in football going head-to-head, which Kyle Shanahan, by the way, has never beaten Andy Reid. Right. You have the two best tight ends, arguably, in football going head-to-head. You have two terrific defenses going head-to-head. Patrick Mahomes, Purdy, obviously different. Different. And I certainly understand that. Different, but both effective in their own ways. Right. So, But, yeah, it, it's very compelling on a lot of different levels. No question about it. And then you have all of the history, which is Patrick Mahomes is going for his third title. You have Andy Reid, what, only five coaches have won three yeah. NFL titles. So there's a lot of history on the line. Then you have the history of the San Francisco 49ers yeah. uh, franchise trying to win another title. And then throw in all of the connections between Denver and San Francisco. Oh, my God. If you're a Broncos fan, and we know the Broncos aren't in it, this is literally is as close as you're going to get to having your own team in the Super Bowl and playing against what team? The Chiefs. Yeah, and Christian McCaffrey actually talked about that. He said that when the trade was made uh, between Carolina and San Francisco, he literally felt like he was going home. Yeah. Clinton, Clay Kubiak, Bobby Turner, uh, running backs coach, um, from you name it, right down the line, Kyle, um, John Lynch. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, 
dad coach dad, son is coaching son. Yeah, it's a great second generational story. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. There's an article in NFL.com titled, One Key Move for Each AFC Team Chasing the Chiefs. <laughs> this is what was written about the Broncos. Trade Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. This is what was written. We don't need to rehash the Russell Wilson situation as it will get plenty of attention in the coming weeks. Instead, let's look at the wideout room where the status quo won't do for another season, no matter what happens at quarterback. Judy still hasn't broken out heading into his fifth season, and the Broncos would probably like to move on anyway. However, given the nearly $13 million Judy is guaranteed on his fifth-year option this upcoming season, it might be hard to find a buyer. Trading Sutton caught 10 TD passes this past season would deal a bigger blow to the Broncos' off-field upside, excuse me, on-field upside, this upcoming season, but should garner a better trade return. Last offseason, Sean Payton dismissed rumors that Denver was shopping its top wideouts. This year should be different. Which player do you think would net a bigger return? Because I got to tell you, I kind of disagree with their assessment. Uh, so you think Judy would bring a better, a shiny or penny right now? I do, hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, who is the more talented, just talented, physically gifted wide receiver? Well, five years in, we're still saying Jerry Judy. I understand that, but I, but I, but don't you can't yes, take away I, the no, fact. I agree. It just hasn't been a good fit. No, you can maybe make the case there's some attitude problems there, so on and so forth. But Jerry Judy is going to cost you thirteen million, hmm. one year deal for Corlin Sutton. It's going to cost you over $17 million, and then he is still under contract the following mm-hmm. season as well. The dead cap this year is in the neighborhood of like six or seven. Yep. Next year, it's still about three. You're not getting any dead cap at all with Jerry Judy if you trade for him because clearly you're going to keep him this upcoming season. Corlin Sutton's only 28. Yeah. I don't know when he turns 29. Maybe with the right fit, the right coaching, maybe Jerry Judy breaks out. We know what we have with Cortland Sutton. Yeah, you're right. So I just laid that out. You know, that's really interesting, considering the the way that we have discussed this over the time that we've been together. And I agree with you. I, I think probably Jerry Judy remains... An enigma. Yeah, I but but so tantalizing. Yeah. And that's the thing. You've got this you've got this raw talent that just you look at him and think, how can he not be better than he is? What what did we say about Sean Payton? What did he like to do a lot of when he was with New Orleans? Crossing routes. Quick hitting crossing mm-hmm. routes. What was Russell Wilson apparently not good at? Quick hitting Crossing routes. Yeah, anything over the middle of the field was not his deal. So for the last two years, wrong quarterback for Jerry Judy. The year before, I can't even remember who the quarterback was. Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Right. And then who was the head coach? Who was the offensive coordinator? It's kind of like Garrett Bowles has, you know, played with, what, 
feels like 17 quarterbacks. No, you're right. Yeah. So there's been no consistency for him either. And look, the Broncos told you enough about where they are with Jerry Judy to give him a fifth year. Right. So they gave him they gave him the fifth year option. Looking at Cortland Sutton's salary, next year he's going to be paid 17.2 million. His dead cap is 7.6 million. 2025 his salary is or his cap hit is 17.8 with a nearly 4 million dollar dead cap. So you can trade for him. Yeah. And he might be good this upcoming season, but if you don't really want to keep him for the following season, it's going to cost you 4 million on your dead cap. With Judy it costs you nothing. Yeah. He's in the final year of his deal. Mhm. That's why I think there's more value with Judy, even though you'd make the case that Sutton had the better year. Do you think Peyton would trade them both? Well, then what do you have? You have Marvin Mims. And you're counting on Tim Patrick. Okay, well, let me ask you. What does a wide receiver room look like next year? Well, that's a good question. That's why I asked it. It's fluid. What do you think? One of those two guys are gone. Wow. I now, mean, that is some serious analysis. That's gonna, well, I, mean, I know one of them is probably going to be gone. Which one? I think Sutton. Really? I, I, you know, I Sutton was such. I mean, he, he transformed himself to some degree, but his relationship with Russ was so evident. He, he was a favorite target, and Jerry Judy never got to that point. I think the reason Sutton will be back is not for the reason that you named. Again, I have been told that Jerry Judy is not going to win any popularity contest yeah, I hear in you on that, that and wide receiver fair. room. And that's fair. And I think you're yeah. going to get a better yeah. return for Judy anyway. And what's a better return look like? Maybe a third-round pick, mm. fourth-round pick, third- and fifth-round pick, something like that. Okay. I think you'd get a better return. You've swayed me. And then what are they going to do with Tim Patrick? Well, he clearly would be a league-minimum guy. And as a flyer, they'll pitch a couple million his way, which sounds nuts, right? We'll just throw a couple million his way. Sure. Yeah. How would would you like to have that problem? Well, I mean, it's a They threw a couple million my way to stay. And and, and I feel good about that because Tim got his money. Yep. And so now now it's just a question of does he fit what they're doing and do they want to – and is he willing to come back on a a minimum? No one's going to sign. Two right. straight years of injuries. Exactly. He, he he likes Denver. I think he wants to be in Denver. Who is saying we're going to take a flyer on Tim Patrick two consecutive years not playing? So you go with Sutton and Patrick and, and I think they Mims. Draft, and then I think they draft someone. And they've or got to draft someone. They will absolutely yes. draft someone. No question. Yeah. Coming up after the break, Deion Sanders has referred to an announcement today as, quote, months in the making. Good. Okay, with that, Sanders put something out on Instagram, working Buffs fans into an, into a lather. Like, oh, my God, what can this be? I'll tell you this. It better be a big announcement. Months in the making. He's the one who put this out on Instagram. Because if this isn't a big deal, honestly, uh, he's going to look like a carnival barker. That's next. Oh, no, it's free. 
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. A week from today, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer H3, over 60 transit buses that you can transform into a roomy RV. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you own a truck or a 4x4 and you want it to be the coolest one on the block, the coolest one in the county, you want to go to High Country Performance 4x4. There are a lot of companies out there that do upfitting. To say they do upfitting is really insulting because they do rebuilding. They do designing. They do rebuilds, seasonal inspections, custom fabrication. More than even just that, the retail center, all high-end stuff if you are a do-it-yourselfer. Don't dream about what they can do for you. Go check out their retail center and see the work that they do. Go check them out online. You're going to be like, man, I can get a 4x4 or a truck that looks like this. Go to their website, hcp4x4.com, hcp4x4.com, or go check them out in Englewood. They have been building really cool stuff since 1980. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool sh- since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. Deion Sanders, he certainly knows how to work social media, and he <laughs> dropped a bomb yesterday on Instagram Calling an announcement today at 10 p.m., quote, months in the making, and Buffs fans are in a dizzy. Frothing. Yes, wondering what this announcement is going to be. Some are assuming it has to do with naming a new defensive coordinator. Gee, that would be a bombshell. Okay. Well, let's let's see who it could be, if indeed that's the announcement. Okay. Or, remember, today's National Signing Day, so it could be that. He posted this text exchange on Instagram with somebody who is now currently anonymous. I will read this to you verbatim. Sanders writes, this is great. Huge improvement. Anonymous texter. Agreed. Glad we switched that up. What a difference that made. Sanders, we got a lot more years where that came from. You're going to love everything we've got to offer. Anonymous texter, this has been months in the making. Sanders, it don't stop, and I'm excited. Anonymous texter, when do you want to announce this? Sanders, I've been ready. Wednesday at 10 a.m., let's do this thing. Anonymous texter, I'm ready, coach. Let's do this. With that, I have read this too many times to count. Wow. Trying to predict what this could be. Do you think this is a coaching hire? Do you think this is a big recruitment announcement on National Signing Day, or is it something else? Because whatever you name, whatever I name, I can poke holes already in that argument. I mean, first of all, this is masterful anticipation. Yes. 
and that's basically what it's designed for. The setup will be bigger than the announcement. If it's a coach, particularly, I mean, I don't know how many people out there get excited about coaches being hired. Well, let's put something into perspective. I've been doing this going on 35 years. Yes, you have. You have been doing this for probably 40 Closer to, 40. to 80. Well, c- combined, we're at about 80. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this for 40 to 45 years. As I said to a few people last night that I talked to about this, I can't remember any NFL team or any college team pumping up a coordinator or higher. Now, if you're telling me it's Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, that's a huge deal. That's different. That's my point. That's a different strata, of the, highly unlikely strata. Correct. But remember, Sanders put this out there to what sounds like a very big deal. Mm-hmm. He's getting everybody all worked up. And that was probably his intent. But if this is Jim Leonard or Mike Zimmer, I'm sorry, is he's he's going to sound like, talking about Sanders, a carnival barker. He might be excited, but any time that you have to explain to a fan base why they need to be excited, yeah. then you probably don't have the bang for the buck. This to me is, and, and, and look, it may be absolutely huge. I will say that Deion Sanders has this part of the thing all figured out. This is probably where he's at his absolute best. Putting on a show. Abs- bingo. No one is better at sizzle. Yeah. The question is, how good is the steak? No question. How, how substantive uh, does it end up being? Look, I have said this from Jump Street. I will say it again. For me... All of the bells and the whistles around this now mean nothing to me. All that matters to me is what do you do on the football field? We've seen this before. We've we've gone through this before. It's impressive. It's cool that it creates energy. It's It's cool that it creates momentum. But at the end of the day, you still have to win football games. Yep. That's what this is about now. We've gone through the 4 and 8 season. But he's only had one season, let's be honest. No, absolutely. And he overhauled, he overhauled the entire roster. And de- and we have said steadfastly that it was a remarkable job. In that Colorado is so much better off where they are now than where they were a year ago at this time. There is no denying the energy and the um, anticipation of this program. But at some point, you've got to deliver. Now, well, let's, let's, let's cut them some slack. It's been one year. Well, I th- this year they need to be considerably th- I, better. I don't think that he judges himself that way. I don't think that he is one saying, uh, you know, cut me some slack. I think he is the one that sets the bar. And, and this is a great credit to him. This is one of the things that I like about him. He comes in and expects to win. Yep. But these are the types of things. How long do they sustain a program? Right. Three years, four years. Obviously we're still working the same thing two years in, 
But it's a little quieter in the offseason, don't you think? Maybe a little quieter. What Obviously, they've they've heralded their recruiting yep. as they should. They've done a great job by those metrics. And the transfer portal. Right, and the transfer, transfer portal. Transfer portal is really where they got their guys. Yeah, of course. Jordan Seaton is the big fish. He, he's, he's, the, he's the young guy yep. that they're bringing in. Uh, the rest of them are all going to come gen- basically from the transfer portal. And they did good on them. Yeah. That's fine. But we've gone through one season. We've seen the, you know, the the bells and the whistles. And and uh, and now I, I just think there's got to be, I think for most CU fans, tangible proof of improvement in terms of wins and losses. Drilling down deep on just the words that were used, mm-hmm. this doesn't really sound like a coach. Just doesn't. Now, does it sound like a player? The reason why I say it doesn't really sound like a player is Sanders said when asked when we should announce this, let's announce it on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Today's National Signing Day. Yeah. Well, of course it would be announced today, right? Uh, right. But if I had to guess a player, just one player, and this would be a splash, sure, Sanders is not going to be around next year. Mm-mm. The top recruit in the country for next year is a kid by the name of Bryce Underwood. He is a quarterback. He is already committed to LSU. But we know what verbal commitments really sure. mean. They mean nothing. So if I had to plant my flag on one player, and I this is a total guess, it would be him. That would make the most sense in terms of how it would play with the fan base, right? Yep. You go and get the top quarterback recruit in the country in 2025, that creates waves, no question about it. But it would be a flip. It's not like Colorado hasn't flipped some dudes. They've had a couple flip themselves, but they've they've flipped some guys. So we'll wait and see. It would be a big deal to get a kid like Bryce Underwood. But if it... But if it is something that is not wow, mm-hmm. even though even though Sanders never came out and said this is a major announcement, mm-hmm. although it is being interpreted that way all over social media. Of course. This is a major. He never said this is a major announcement. But just by putting this out on social media, he didn't say it, but he sure as heck inferred it. He has created tremendous anticipation which is something, as I said, that he is not good at, is remarkable. He gets it. It's he could write a book about creating the buzz. I know this is going to sound like a dig, and maybe it is to an extent, but this is just who Deion Sanders is, and he would take exception with one of the adjectives I use, but the truth is that's who he is. He is a shameless self-promoter. That's just who he is. He was always that way as a player. He is that way as a coach. I'm sorry if I'm using the word shameless because I don't like self-promoters. You should let your work speak for itself. Deion Sanders as a player never needed to promote himself. Oh, no. no. Because his play spoke for itself. Always. Loud and clear. But he's great at being a carnival barker. He is great at promoting the 12-foot-tall man and the bearded lady. I mean, he is the greatest showman. And then at the end of it, he will sing a song called 
this is me, but different from the way he was portrayed in the movie, The Greatest Showman. Do you... Notice uh, the way I put all that together. Uh, yeah, you did a good job yes, with that. Yes, very musically and uh, uh, Yeah, you inclined. were... Uh, yeah. Do, were you interested in the whole... And we both have been careful about this because the Broncos were kind of like this a year ago. A lot of close games. Oh, yeah. A lot of close games. And he was that way with... Was it, who was he talking with? Was it Cowherd? I... He was on someone with someone nationally. We, we know what it is when, when people say that they accuse you of being a ha- glass half empty guy. Uh huh. Right. Well, we had a lot of close games. See, the glass is half full. While you still lost, you're a hater. You, you, you're you're a glass half empty guy. Yeah. That's what they'll say to you. Fine. The games are closer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. The games were closer. You know what? The Broncos played a lot of close games this year too. Yeah. And they lost them. Yeah. They're not in the playoffs. And but I find it, but I find it interesting that that's kind of the take coming out of that camp. Now we were in close games. We only got blown out twice. Right. Uh, okay. All right. Needs to change. The funny thing is, when you look at the Broncos this year, what do you consider a close game? Three, seven points or less? Um, I would say in the. Yeah, probably. Seven points yeah. or less? Yeah, one score. So that, that was the case this past year? It, it's, it's a little tougher when you do it in the NFL because most games are tight, seems to me. But Right? Yeah. Well, with the losses, seven points or less, one, two, three, four. Okay, but now, how many did they win by seven or less? How many did they win by seven or less? Um, One. Two, three, four. So five, four and five. So five and four. Yeah. So they were five and four in one score games. It, okay. That, but I mean, that's nine of seventeen games that was that were decided by one score. This is the bottom line for the Broncos. They had a great five-game winning streak. Other than that, for the most part, it was all a disappointment. Lost your first two games, yeah. and then had something to play for at the end. Great. That lost, was very tangible. And lost good. your Couldn't first. Lost your first two games Mm -hmm. in which you probably should have won them, beating the Raiders and the Commanders. Then you lost by 50 to the Dolphins Mm -hmm. to start the season 0-3. Okay? Then you ended the season losing three of your last four. No shame in losing to the Lions, but losing to the Patriots when you were in the playoff hunt. And then you lose by nearly two touchdowns to the Raiders. You had a great five-game winning streak. And other than that, it was same as usual for this franchise. Coming up after the break, uh, Stephen A. Smith on First Take said earlier this week, quote, there's no question Kyle Shanahan is the biggest story at the Super Bowl. Do you agree with that with all of the big storylines heading into the Super Bowl? That's next. Could hide beneath the wings of the Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. 
Here's Eric and Bruce. My shaven razor's cold and it stings. Cheer up, sleepy cheer. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Week from today, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses waiting to be transformed into a roomy RV. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash NHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Nola Jane Restaurant and Bar. Let Nola Jane spice up your next trip to Lodo with the best Cajun cuisine in Denver. On the show First Take on Monday, Stephen A. Smith said, there is no question Kyle Shanahan is the biggest story at the Super Bowl. I can understand his take because Kyle Shanahan has been to two Super Bowls. One as a head coach in which the 49ers didn't win, Chiefs beat him. And then, of course, that debacle when he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons that he will truly never be able to truly outrun no matter how many Super Bowls he wins. That to me is the equivalent of Bill Buckner hitting a game-winning home run in the World Series a couple of years after the ball went under his legs. Easy, fella. Easy. That still hurts. But you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. But but this one's an interesting one to me because there are so many great storylines. Yeah. In this Super Bowl. This to this to me is is one of the biggest storylines going into the Super Bowl. But after the Super Bowl is over, if the Chiefs win, you have two huge stories. Reed, third title, right? Becoming the fifth coach to win three championships, which is pretty rare error. And outside of what, Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana, how many guys have won three or more Super Bowls? Right. And I don't think any reasonable person would say Patrick Mahomes isn't a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw and maybe even Joe Montana. I would certainly entertain that thought, right? And, and that's no knock on those guys. No. And 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 to his credit, and, and this is you and I were just chatting about this uh, between segments, the likability of Patrick Mahomes and, to me, Travis Kelsey – is a, is a likable guy. Andy Reid is certainly a likable guy. I yet I don't want the Chiefs to win. It's just odd, odd that and a way. team that you covered. For yeah, decades. exactly. And I have still to this day friends in their organization. Uh, but I, but I mean that's just kind of how I feel. But I will say this about Mahomes. I thought his and he was ready for the question because it's inevitable. And when when you start asking about. Tom Brady and his seven. And he laughs it off kind of like, don't ask me about Tom Brady at seven. I don't even have three. I'm not even halfway there. Right. I'm not even close to being in this conversation. But he is. He's close to being in a conversation. Maybe not an apt comparison. Seven is a mic drop thing. I don't know if we'll if we'll ever get there again. Maybe, maybe Mahomes will. He's the closest and the nearest thing that we have to challenging it, but he's right to say, I don't, I don't compare yet to it, to even be in that argument. To put this into historical perspective, mm-hmm. Mahomes has two Super Bowl titles. Tom Brady has 
seven. seven. So he's not even a third of the way there. Right. Think about that. So that's like saying to Tiger Woods after winning four majors, four majors, do you think you can catch Jack Nicholas at 18? <laughs> I think that's the best That's the best parallel. It, it is pretty you, good. Now, if he wins another one, he is a little under halfway there. So that's like saying to Tiger Woods after Jack Nicholas won 18, now Tiger has eight majors and Jack has 18. Do you feel like you're close? Now, granted, Tiger Woods has four shots a year to get closer. Patrick Mahomes has one shot a year. Yeah. This is his seventh year. And here he is in another. And by the way, take, Super Bowl. take away one of those years because he didn't play except yeah, his for the season His first finale. year, he wasn't, a, he wasn't a starter. He he played one game. So he has played six seasons. And, and every, every season, they've gone to the AFC Championship game. Correct. Every season. Did, I don't even think Brady did that. No. That's about when you start throwing terms around like dynasty, those are the types of things that if if he wins his third this year. In five years, that's a dynasty. To me, is a dynasty. And that's another story. It is another story. They're not a dynasty right now, mm-hmm. despite the fact they've gone to six consecutive AFC championship right. games. But you gotta win the game. You do have to win the game. But it's unfortunate, but it's true. But this all circles back to our original question, uh, with Stephen A making the statement about the biggest storyline in this thing is Kyle Shanahan. I I get it and I, I understand it. I just respectfully disagree with it. More people are talking about, I think, Kyle Shanahan overcoming those demons in Atlanta than Andy Reid winning his third Super Bowl. Hmm. But after the game is over, if the Chiefs win, I think that becomes as big, if not bigger, of a story than if Shanahan won. So so what I mean is, Shanahan's the bigger story going in. Hmm. But coming out, depending on the outcome, I think the Chiefs would be the overriding story if they won as opposed to if the 49ers won. So is the bigger story a week from now, Andy Reid winning his third championship or Kyle Shanahan dropping his second and second? Well, if you're talking about coaches only, to me, the bigger story is the Chiefs are a dynasty. It will always, I, to me, it is that. The Chiefs are, yeah. the biggest story coming out of this, if the Chiefs win, will all be about Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It'll be 1A is Patrick Mahomes, three titles in five years. Number two, it'll be the Chiefs are a dynasty. That's 1B. And then 1C, Andy Reid. I agree. It'll be in In that that order. order. In that order. And to me, Kyle Shanahan uh, will be shoved onto the back burner. You mean if the 49ers lose? If the 49ers lose. I mean, there will be. Now, how they lose will always be a, you know. If the 49ers win... The biggest story coming out of this will be, I guess Brock Purdy isn't a game manager, unless he doesn't have a very good game. Yeah, they could win with two defensive touchdowns or a return. I mean, they're but I have yeah, a feeling, knows? yeah, Purdy will have to have a pretty good game. I think he'll have to be as good as he can possibly be. 
49ers have been very beatable in the postseason. They've been run on practically at will. Um, and and Brock Purdy has, has done a fantastic job being a playmaker. Not a... Not a, he's been much more of a playmaker than a manager, in my opinion. I agree. Without question. And that's a compliment. And it is a compliment. Um, Would but, you rather have a great quarterback at quarterback or a great playmaker at quarterback? If you're telling me that I've got a playmaker at times when games are on the line, then I'll take a playmaker all darned day. And when you look at all due respect to Lamar Jackson, He's a better playmaker than he is a pure quarterback. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is both. Yes. And that's what makes him so unique. Because Tom Brady, you would not necessarily call him a playmaker. Pat Peyton Manning, you would not necessarily call a playmaker. Joe Montana, you would. Sure. Aaron Rodgers has those qualities. He is absolutely a playmaker. Right? He is a playmaker. Right. Nobody, no, you're fine, but nobody to the degree of Patrick Mahomes, who was playing in the game today, can say that. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll discuss the Avalanche game last night falling to the New Jersey Devils. And this past weekend, they announced the upcoming fixtures for the 2026 World Cup. Which city is hosting the most games? I'll tell you on the other side in Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on My High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman a week from today. There's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses. And what can you do with those? You can transform that into an RV. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All right, just in case you missed it, the Avalanche were back on the ice last night on a back-to-back, losing to the Rangers on Monday night and falling short to the New Jersey Devils. The Avs were trailing 3-1 to one going into the third period. Goals from Kale McCarr and Samuel Girard tied it up. But then it was John Marino and Eric Halla who got the final goals for the New Jersey Devils. Avs starting the road trip 0-2. Uh, how do you think the Avs should recover from this? Well, 0-1-1. They did get a point for the 2-1 uh, to one overtime loss in New York against the Rangers. 
That game really swung on a breakaway that uh, Nathan McKinnon had in the third period where an absolutely incredible save was made. They went back the other way and scored to make it 4-3. to three. You know, the, the Avs have had a fairly consistent pattern this season of kind of digging themselves into a hole yep. and then finding a way to dig themselves back out of it, which is no mean feat. That's tough to do. As we said earlier this season, we've been saying for most of the season, they are the movie old school. Yeah. We're going streaking. Yeah. They're going to streak with wins. They're going to streak with losses. Yeah, absolutely. That's who they are. Yeah. And so a tough one. Would have loved to have seen him get a point out of there. Tough on the back-to-back to start. But uh, what is it now? On to Florida or wherever they go next. So Carolina. Carolina, then Florida, right? Good God. They, they, it, it's a tough swing, but they need to score points out of these six games. All right, just in case you missed it this past weekend, they announced the locations for the upcoming 2026 World Cup in U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Uh, the city hosting the most games in the World Cup is Dallas, hosting 78 out of the 102 games. Dallas will also host the semifinal match with, alongside Atlanta, and the World Cup final will be held in MetLife Stadium Ugh. in 2026. Uh, your thoughts on MetLife getting the World Cup final? They shouldn't. It's not that they shouldn't. I understand that it's New York. Uh, yeah. SoFi Stadium is SoFi Stadium. Right. It is an unbelievable stadium. Mm-hmm. I understand that Jerry Jones wanted it down in Dallas, but with all the games being in Dallas, you did pretty well. Uh, yeah. I don't understand why it's not in L.A. The, the Dallas connection is deeply rooted in Lamar Hunt bringing the NASL to Dallas, was really kind of the guy that ushered soccer into the United States. Um, it's too bad that Denver didn't get one. Well, that's why Kansas City got one, too. I'm, I'm positive. The, the Lamar Hunt factor both in Dallas and in Kansas City, I think, you know, took care of that. It is too bad. It would have been really... A, that would be a neat event yep. to be a part of. I mean, yep. I'm not a big soccer fan, but the event, yep. the World Cup, yep. you're done right, I'd go. Yep. Absolutely. No question. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, if you are looking to redesign your entire kitchen, I can promise you, you will not get that type of customer service at a big box store. They'll sell you a refrigerator or a stove, but they don't have the expertise to help you design something that's really cool to really be the centerpiece of your house. If you're looking for something to fit your budget, you can go to their clearance center in Denver. They have scratch and ding stuff. What does that mean? Might have a ding on it. Might have a scratch on it. Then they mark it down hundreds of dollars, but it's still one of the best products out there in terms of quality and probably better than anything you can get at a big box store anyway. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville. Littleton, you can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, there was an article on NFL.com titled, One key move for each AFC team Mm. chasing the Chiefs. And this has nothing to do when they wrote about the Broncos with the quarterback situation, which seems obvious. So what did they write about? That's next. Should I stay or should I? 